the number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to episode 181 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Bexham. Today, we're going to be talking with Sara E. Flores. I always get her name wrong, but it is Sara E. Flores. She's an interior designer based in Guanacaste, Costa Rica. She grew up in Belgium and basically moved to Costa Rica in her teenage years. She's worked in New York for Fawn Gaddy Interiors, a very prestigious interior design firm, uh, and now works for herself here in Costa Rica, kind of bringing her amazing organization and design skills on every project she works on to Costa Rica. So it's kind of like that, I would say, New York, European, Costa Rican flair to her design. It's very impressive. We're working with her on, on two projects at the moment. Uh, and it's just very refreshing to uh, see something very well organized and also amazing design. So we're going to be talking to her about her advice uh, and input on designing a home in Costa Rica and things to kind of think about. Remember, guys, if you're looking to make an investment in Costa Rica uh, of any type, um, you know, whether that be something for yourself, uh, we provide a lot of data, really, to kind of give you the uh, logic behind the emotion of investment here in Costa Rica and really stand on your side of the transaction. We're very different than realtors. Uh, again, you'll find that very quickly as soon as you talk to us. Um, you know, you pay us to be on your side of the transaction. We're looking out for your interests and just kind of really educate you and give you a perspective of areas of Costa Rica, what works, what doesn't. Um, it's amazing that when actually people do end up working with us and then come out, was like, wow, that was a lot more than I was actually expecting. You gave us a really wide, diverse perspective, uh, and you never really even tried to sell us something. And that's really what we do, guys. We're not here to sell you anything. We're here to just make sure that you make the right decision. Uh, and as I say, nobody loses money on my watch. Um, and also, I would never let anybody invest into anything that I personally wouldn't invest into. So you can reach out to us, info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Don't be shy. I know quite a few of you have started to reach out now, so we uh, really appreciate that. But enough from me. Let's get straight into the podcast. Good afternoon, Sarah. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Good afternoon. Very, very good. I appreciate you uh, taking time out of what I know is a very busy schedule of interior design to come and join us on the podcast. You're welcome. Fantastic. Well, the question I, I like to always kind of just, you know, ask people is get an understanding of kind of what you're seeing happening in the markets, just because, you know, late 2023 in North America was a bit of a flatline decline in some markets. Um, you know, how would give us an idea of what your work was like in 2023 and how does 2024 look for you? Well, there was definitely a boom kind of end of 2022. Yeah. Um all of 2023 and i feel like we're still on that same role so entering 2024 building everywhere and yep. i've talked to some realtors lately too that say that a steady kind of incline is still happening so not much has changed a lot has changed since after covid but yep. 2022 to now still kind of steady going up and in this area, buildings are everywhere. So it's all construction yeah. right now. That's great for you because, again, and we'll get into interior design. I never really saw the benefit of, in, of interior design until I basically built a house and started trying to do the design and realized I was not great at it. But anyway, I mean, you've been part of the design process in many homes. You know, one of the things that like architects and homeowners sometimes are overlook, which I'm guilty of and that you've pulled up as well, you know, when designing a home. Well, I think I look at things differently 
I think of things of how you move around in the space, how you utilize the space. So I envision myself in the space. Um, How do I walk from here to the kitchen? How do I move around? What will bother me? What makes for weird turns, weird spaces, spaces that are not usable? How do we use every inch of the space in the best way possible? So I think... For an architect, it's more of a macro, and I go to the smaller spaces, all yep. the way to the chair, how close is it to the wall, things like that. So I look at it more in a smaller scale, and the spaces from the inside out. So the opposite of what an architect does. Yeah. Again, as I said, you know, I mean, it's I saw the huge value in it once we started actually bringing you, you know, in because again, I mean, a lot of the time I'm bringing people on the podcast that I've worked with, but you know, we brought you in kind of towards the end of a project, should I say? Right. I would love to have you in the beginning because there were just mistakes that we made. You know, I put my hand up and say, "Yep, you know, we made mistakes." It's still going to be beautiful because you know you'll make it beautiful. I mean, that's what interior designers do—they make quite beautiful. Right. Um, but I mean. You know, and I think I probably answered this question, but like, why do you think an interior designer is necessary? Uh, again, I so know the answer, but like, you know, people are always like, oh, God, do I really need it? Is this an expense that I need? Well, I think especially here in Costa Rica, there's different reasons than maybe somewhere else in the world. I think the main thing here besides, you know, the floor planning and the layout and things like that, which is important just because you know that's what I do that's not necessarily what an architect does interior wise but mostly here in Costa Rica because the logistics are very different so what we normally do or what I did before when I used to work in the U.S. was you know I would put everything together in beautiful mood boards because I had access to everything online here that is just not a thing So you have to physically go to the shops. You have to shop for things. Um, And this is not only furniture. This is finishes. This is things as simple as a kitchen sink. You have to know exactly where to go. There's not that many places to go. And then you have to get it here because the logistics of transport, all of that are just very different. And like I said, nothing is online. So you have to physically shop physically goes you have to know where to go and it becomes complicated and there's also there's not that much to choose for so you have to use your time wisely know exactly who to ask where to find things and it's not something you can do from behind a laptop so for a client to come in and leave the interior kind of to the end or choosing the materials It leaves you with even less options just because it would be impossible to know exactly where to go for each thing. And then it all kind of gets left till the very end. Decisions are rushed because the builder needs the materials right now to install them. So all those things is just an added, you know, stress. And also it becomes more expensive if you have to run around, pick things and choose things locally. Because here in the coast area, at least where I am around Tamarindo, there's not that much. And it becomes more expensive than if you travel to San Jose to, you know, buy all these these items. And it's a lot of choices that the client needs to make, that the builder needs the client to make in that moment. And I think it can get convoluted. It's a lot of decision making and 
that's where I come in to kind of ease that that aspect of it. I agree, but I also think that you guys, I say you guys, but interior designers and you personally bring something, which is that when you look at art, you can tell whether it's right or not. Like you look at it and you go, okay, that is beautiful. When you look at something and it's not right, you know, or like something was chosen here and a little bit over here and a little bit like there's no congruent like design aspect throughout everything. Yeah, a global vision for your space. That's it. That's it. You know, yes. from the inside to the outside to, yeah, you know, so you have these contrasts sometimes between modern and colonial orientated stuff. Right. And it just, it just, it looks okay, but it doesn't look great. And I always go, look, I'm always looking at stuff because a lot of people are investing in Costa Rican vacation. If it pictures great, it will rent much better. Meaning exactly. that, like, and I'm going to ask you the question, you know, how do designers make their money and how much it's cost in a minute? But like, when you put that over a year, the investment that you make on an interior designer pays for itself tenfold. Oh, 100%, for sure. You know. And you want to stand out, right? There's a lot of choices for someone yep. looking to rent. So you have to stand out. It has to look, to put it in that way, picture perfect. Yep. Just to, you know, you want your house to be the one that gets chosen. And, yep. and that's basically it. I agree. I agree. So, I mean, how do designers make money, you know, and how much does an interior designer usually cost? Well, it depends. I think there's different design here in Costa Rica. There's not a law saying, okay, this is how much you charge. I think for architects it's different. It's always kind of percentage based. Yep. So it's, it's a very streamlined process for interior designers. That's not the case. So there's different ways to do it. Um, there's cost plus, so a percentage on everything that gets purchased. I personally don't like to work that way because I want my clients to know that what I'm choosing for them, what I'm showing them is what is best for their space and that that's the only reason. I don't want to show them things and, you know, for someone to think, oh, this is maybe expensive, but, you know, she's probably showing it to me you know, to, because it's cost plus. I want to avoid all of that. So what I do is I look at the space, I look what the space needs. So that's either from floor plans or visiting the actual home, if it's a remodel or something like that. And then I set a set fee per space. So to set that fee, I sent um, a list of everything that is needed, everything I would do. The client looks over it. If that's agreed upon, then I give you my quote per space. So this is for either just furnishings or more if it's, you know, picking all the materials and it, there's a range, right? So if the client has a builder and I'm not involved in executing, I just have to bring everything to the yeah. site, then it's going to be different than if I'm in charge of the overall project, which is also a possibility. So it really depends, but it is a set fee that I set per space and for your home a rough idea i mean what's it ranging in from like i don't know because people are going to ask like you know they want to know they get, they're asking right now like how much is that fee so just give us an idea you know is it ten thousand is it thirty thousand is it fifty thousand like how does it well i think if you have um let's say like a three-bedroom home or a four-bedroom home it will probably start at like around 10 Yep. And and go from there. So then it's just a matter of size and what the space needs. Because I do things that are small remodels where we maybe just change cabinetry in the kitchen, we yep. change some materials, we furnish, or 
sometimes we tear it down to the concrete and start from scratch. But that will be kind of the starting point for a home with three to four bedrooms. And look, I think and it's that Right. Thank you. <laughs> and that includes everything, right? So I handle everything and I give you basically the keys and it's done, yep. which is also, and right. And which is also a nice part of the process because the installation of everything, the setting everything up, I have clients that are not in the country. So everything I do for them and then they come and it's done. Yeah. So that's one of the perks. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally prefer to pay a fixed fee because then I know how much I'm paying. Like, I think when right. I pay a fixed fee, you're on my side of the transaction. But like when you're chasing commissions, now you're pushing like the, I make my money when you buy stuff. So maybe I might not show you stuff that I'm not making commissions on, meaning that like right. Monhe, like I don't make money if I take you to Monhe, you know, in Puerto Monhe, but I do make money if I take you to, I don't know, Euromobilio or something like that. Say. So, exactly. You know, I'm now pushing you towards Euromobilia, which, you know, is a lot more expensive than Monhe. And yeah, so it's interests always need to be aligned. Yeah. So that is what I want to avoid for my clients. And I think that happens in that sense of commissions. And it also happens because a lot of interior designers here are tied to a specific store. Yep. So the store, um, it's the furniture, yep. decor, they have interior designers working from them. But then, of course, they want to sell you everything they have in stock at the moment or even overstock. So I think with the set fee, the client knows that what I'm showing them is only because it's the best for their space within their style. Hey, I think it's a better model. It's how I work. So yeah. yeah. I mean, what are some of your favorite things to do in design that make like your designs unique? I think the beauty here is that there's beautiful craftsmanship. So I love to do anything custom for the space. It's more affordable, I feel, here to get custom things made than maybe in the U.S. Um, so that's an advantage I 100% like to take. And there's beautiful craftsmanship as long as you tell them exactly what to build because yep. that is the thing, right? There's great furniture makers. There's all kinds of artists, but you have to tell them exactly what to build, how to build it, what it needs to look like. And they will, but as long as they have that guidance, because what they maybe sell or offer you doesn't look that good, but they are good at their craft. So anything I can do for a space, any custom furniture, um, even art, anything like that is my favorite thing to do, especially here in Costa Rica. Fashion's kind of coming and going. I always like to ask this to designers because, you know, I mean, you know, 15 years ago, we were in the world of colonial kind of more design. Now we're in the more sure. modern tropical. I mean, what's currently in and what's currently out of fashion in the design world? Well, we're actually going through a transition. I think the past few years, it was a little bit more minimalist, very natural, very yep. boho, but more minimalist, light colors, light woods, a lot of white. And we're actually now transitioning to the exact opposite. And that has happened throughout history. So now we're going more towards um, darker woods and color on the walls and wallpaper again, things like that. And we just came for a few years where it was neutrals and natural materials, which I still love. And it yep. works for this area. But we are transitioning into the opposite. So think bold and 
color and also a bit more moody, darker spaces, darker ceilings, things like that. So we're actually going the entire opposite way. But it depends. It's completely up to the client. I will work with them and whatever, you know, their style is and go from there. What do you think is the best design to use in, I mean, you're in Guanacaste. I mean, knowing that the climate there, like what the outside is, because Costa Rica is about the outside and seeing it differently. Right. Like when designing a home, you don't need huge social areas in turn, like lounges and like, cause we don't spend much time inside. Like a lot of the focus needs to be outside. So, but I mean, what design do you think is kind of best adapts to, to Guanacaste? Well, I like to do a lot of just simple materials. So think concrete, um, hardwoods, things like that, that will withstand, you know, the weather because it's not only very humid here part of the year, but also very dry others. So you have to have materials that work with that. So local woods, 100% always local woods, even the difference between woods in Guanacaste to woods in San Jose, you can't just bring things from one place to another. It doesn't work the same way. So that is super important. And then, you know, things that are low maintenance. So outdoor fabrics, anything concrete works great. All of these kind of materials that look beautiful, but also thinking of longevity because the indoor outdoor living, it is particular and it is you know, we have crazy weather. So I like to, you know, get things that I know are not going to cause the client issues. And a lot of things that get used are maybe not that suitable. Um, There's a lot of, you know, faux decking that gets used and it gets very hot. There's a lot of materials around pools that get used that get very hot. So I like to think of it like that, right? So not just how it looks, but is it going to get hot on the feet? Is it going to get is it fabric that's going to get sticky when you sit on it? So there's a lot of aspects to think about, especially for this indoor-outdoor lifestyle. Where are you seeing the most development in Guanacaste at the moment? Why do you think it's Well, Tamarindo still is a hot spot. So, But what's happening in Tamarindo is a lot of remodeling because so yeah. much has already been built. So a lot of people are buying renovating which i personally think is great i think just it's already there there's it's good location um you know it's downtown like all of those things even condos i think it's a great thing to do to just take them bring them back down to the concrete and start over so tamarindo for sure is more of that and then areas like playa grande uh reserva conchal There's a lot of building there still. Hacienda Pinilla. So those gated communities, I think, are getting right now kind of the most just for safety and people that know that they're not going to be here year round. So they like the gated community. So those are still very big in the area. And Playa Grande is definitely right now, I think, growing the fastest for sure, because a few years ago it was minimal houses and now it's getting this huge growth spurt and it's still a place where you can kind of get in for reasonable prices but it's so close to tamarindo you can go everywhere it's beautiful beach but still reasonable prices and i'm sure that five years from now it's going to be a whole different story so i feel like that is the place to kind of get in now well, I mean, I've been saying it for like, I think since I started this podcast, so which was, I don't know, two or three years ago. But 
I mean, what are your favorite areas of Costa Rica and why? Like not as an investment, but like your favorite places to go. Oh, here. I love it here. For me, it's maybe different. It's a bit nostalgic because I've been sure. here since, you know, I was little. I've lived other countries, other places, but there's a certain nostalgia. But what I like about this area is that it's it's remote. It's a beach town. It's still kind of quiet towns, but you can get anything you need for everyday living. So if you're going to be here longer term or you know, or full time even, you can go to the doctor, you can go to hardware stores, everything is available. And for me personally, I like that. I like the quiet, sleepy towns, but I like to have everything I need. There's other places, I'm thinking Nosada, Santa Teresa, beautiful towns, um, same kind of vibe maybe as these, but if you need anything, you have to travel, you have to drive, you have to go to the city. So I think that's why I like this area so much because everything is here that is needed and it's growing a lot, but still has that same kind of, you know, um, slower lifestyle, beach lifestyle. Okay, my last question, I'll catch you long enough. If you inherited $500,000 and you had to invest into business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you invest in? I would buy properties in Tamarindo with the best view yep. that are built, that were built in the 90s, in the early 2000s, which there's so much of because there was a huge boom kind of in the early 2000s. Think 2000 to 2000, well, 2008, yep. huge boom. All these places, nothing has been done to them. But they have the best location, the most fantastic views. They rent out at the way they are right now, most of the year, even in rainy season, even in low season. So I would take those and make them now again. That's what Good I would answer. do. I mean, you yeah. mentioned it. I've, I've done quite a few of those. So, uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, if you know what you're doing, I think it's great. We've actually done I, it for some clients before as well. And done that one, so. Yeah, I mean... I think it's just if you have the location, you know, why not yeah. take something? I think it's maybe a little intimidating if you see something that is just that, like there's that there's nothing about it that looks good, that is functional. It's super dated. I think it's intimidating. And I think people maybe don't think they can get it to where they love it yeah. because it's so far and maybe hard to visualize, but you can. And you might you still will spend the money, you know, you have to tear it down to the guts and start kind of fresh. So it's not going to be necessarily like a much cheaper project than starting over, but you get these locations that you can't get anymore. And these, these locations are great. So that's yeah. hundred percent how I would spend that half a million. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Sade, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to come on and chat with us. Um, and anyone that wants to get in contact with you, I'll put all your contact details in the description. But thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Hey, guys, hope you enjoyed that podcast hit there with Sarah E. Flores. As you can see, she is a wealth of information uh, when it comes to design. And, um, you know, when I first started doing this, I was kind of like, OK, you know, we can kind of handle that. But as I started working with different interior designers uh, like Lily Fatjo that we've had on um, this program and also now with Sarah E. Flores and other interior designers here in Costa Rica, I just really understand the value that they bring to a project. Uh, and just make it look beautiful, guys. I mean, it's just amazing. It's an art piece. Uh, it really, really is. So, and, um, you know, I mean, I think that you could be like, well, I really don't need to spend money, but 
I can see the difference just looking at all of the data guys on the top vacation rentals in Costa Rica. And even it doesn't matter whether the top vacation rentals, like the top condos and the best renting condos or properties, et cetera, they always have great design. So I think it's a great investment to make. Um, and I like the way that she does stuff because it's the way that we work by where she sits on your side of the transaction. You know, they're not making commissions so that you know that kind of interests are aligned there. So, but anyway, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. If you have, please give us a thumbs up, five stars, write a review. I can see quite a few reviews there on Apple reviews. So I really, really appreciate that, guys. I love reading them. Uh, pass the pod to anyone that you think might uh, enjoy it. Um, as I said, give us five stars. And if you want to reach out to us to do anything in Costa Rica, please do. Info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Or just type in my name, Richard Bexon, and I'm sure uh, quite a few things will pop up. So, um until the next podcast, really appreciate everybody listening, your support, and um, yeah, have a great day, guys. Bye. The number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. 